Good evening, folks, and welcome to the third poker podcast. Uh, we have had some technical issues, some technical difficulties uh, getting the music to play this time, uh, but I think we figured out a nice little workaround. So good. Uh, Miles, I am uh, very happy to be, I'm very happy that this podcast has lasted three episodes. I, I didn't know. I didn't know that that would be the case. Uh, you know, you, I'm surprised as well. Uh, but if it's anything that, that, you know, anybody ever says about you and I, it's perseverance, right? Yeah, that we're known as the Rafa Nadals of the podcasting world. Absolutely. Uh, so let's get right into it, Shane. It's something that Rafa Nadal is very familiar with. Elimination. Yeah, he's he's the king of it, man. Uh, yeah, we had a bunch of elimination matches in the second round, uh, which is what we're going to be talking about before we go into the third round. Um, before we talk about some of the folks who got knocked out, I do want to tease. Um, Miles, you're going to be really pleased to hear this. I landed a big interview uh, with, with Charles. Yes, you did. Charles Starr pulled off a huge upset. We're going to talk about it more. But I just want people to know later in the show, I sat down with Charles Starr. Uh, I think you're really going to like it. And, you know, for a podcast this new to get somebody like that, uh, huge, huge, huge get. So really pleased. And I've got to say, Shane, uh, great interview, but but greater interviewee. I mean, Shane, uh, Charles just absolutely killed it with his interview. I thought his responses were perfect. Uh, and it really gives you a sense of what he was feeling uh, riding high off of his second first second round victory. Yeah, I don't know if they give out Pulitzers for um, podcasts, but it's it's uh, it's good. So we got that coming up. But first, we're going to talk about some of the folks who went down, starting uh, in the losers bracket uh, with Trevor Thomas and Anthony Doe. Um, always going to be a tough one, Miles. We knew this. It's you hate to see anyone go out, but what do you make of this match? Sure, uh, this was a tough one. This match was played with a previously agreed upon handicap. Uh, both players agreed to play drunk. So in a vacuum, you'd think this would have helped Trevor, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a, uh, a slim guy. He's a long-distance runner. I think he could fit well into a vacuum. That, that's, that's great, Shane. Thank you. Um, and it was Anthony who prevailed in a 40-hand matchup uh, that appeared to me to be a little closer than the 40 hands would indicate. Yeah, in a way, this was like a Dyson versus a lesser vacuum to continue your vacuum theme type match. You know, Anthony was the Dyson. Uh, it runs on magic and air and 40 hands. 
you know, Trevor put up a fight, and Trevor put up a pretty good fight against Jake, too, uh, which is no easy feat. But in the end, Anthony was going to get him. And, uh, you know, Anthony, strong player, one of those guys that you just hate to see in the loser's bracket if you have to face him. Absolutely. Uh, and interestingly enough, in his post-match report, which was conducted the next day, Trevor noted he couldn't remember playing at all. Um, well, you know, Shane, I'll tell you this. He's not going to remember playing any other matches either because he's going home. Bam! Uh, so anyway, uh, Anthony's on to face the winner of the second elimination matchup. Do you want to tell everyone who won that one, Shane? Yeah, that was a Shane Ryan versus Miles Cottom classic. I uh, didn't love it. Didn't love the draw. And I did come through, though. I won the match. And look, at the end of the day, it's all about who wins. But I have to say, the end of this one was maybe a slightly lucky, Miles. I don't know. Maybe just a little lucky. I think so, Shane. We'll get into it. I don't necessarily think that it was bad poker. Uh, in fact, I think it was pretty good. But um, here's here's how this one went down, Shane. I've got a full breakdown of this. So uh, this is our final hand. And I'll set the stage for you. We're starting out. We're in. We're, we haven't been playing very long, but we're at uh, fifty and one hundred blinds. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I I have three thousand four hundred chips, and you have well, really closer to three thirty five hundred chips, and you've got about sixty five hundred chips. So, you know, you've got me about two to one. But if I double up, then we're completely reversed there. Yeah. Um, so we're sitting there, and, and we get dealt. Obviously, I, I don't know what you have, uh, but I get dealt the Queen of Spades and the Ten of Diamonds. And I am rocking the old MacGyver hand, Ten of Clubs, Seven of Clubs. That's what people call that for sure. Yep. Um, but so, you know, we each have a Ten. I've got a Queen to your Seven. So sitting there pre-flop, uh, I've got a, just, just based on the odds, I've got a 67% chance of winning this hand and you've got a 28.5% chance. So I'm two to one and you're just a little bit better than one to four. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, that's the MacGyver odds. Sure. Uh, the flop comes out. I, th I think we just kind of call on the, uh, pre-flop. There's not a whole lot of money in here. Right. Right. Um, the flop comes out and it's the Jack of spades, mm -hmm. the nine of clubs, and the five of spades. So we're sitting there, and I have an open-ender. I've got the queen-jack-10-9 open-ended straight. You've also got an open-ender with the jack-10. I'm sorry. You've got a gut shot. Gut you've shot. got jack-10-9-7. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and you've got one club to your two in your hand. Yeah, that's right. So at this point, I'm 84% to win this thing, and you've only got a 13.5% chance to win this hand. That's about For folks at home, that's about a half of a MacGyver odds. Yep, that's that's what that's what the math says. Uh, I check here both because I'm bad at math and key point here, Shane. I don't know your cards. A staple. Uh, poker's poker. always easier yep. when you do know that. Oh sure. Um, but uh, you know, so you bet a hundred hundred chips, which is just you know a, a minimum bet, and I call it again because I'm a huge moron. Uh, so the pot at this point is just four hundred chips. So there's not any, anything in here. You know, if I shove, uh, it doesn't earn me a whole lot. If you fold. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can get some money off you here, right? I need to do something in fast. Yeah, I'm yeah. down two to one. So I check, but then you shove. Uh, so I instantly call because you know I've got uh, I I've got a decent shot, but but you know, hey, let's let's just see what happens. So the turn comes. Wait a second, did, we, I, did I shove before I had the uh, straight? I do not think I did. I believe. I believe that you did okay okay i'll, I'll stand at least my my recap shows that i can certainly go back and look no at it, it just doesn't seem like me i've been playing like more or less cautious lately so shoveling after the straight seems to make sense before it 
would seem wild. But who knows? Maybe I did. You're you're probably right. I may have written this down wrong. Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. But at some point, you know, revisionist history is really what uh, <laughs> what what writes this what writes itself. So the turn comes. We both get the card we need. Right? It's an eight of clubs. This gives me a queen to eight straight using both of my cards, right. and it gives you a jack to seven straight using both of yours. So we're both sitting on a straight that uses both of our hands, and we've got to both feel like we've got it. Um, that said, I've got the nuts. There's no other hand as of the turn that beats me. Um, and so at this point, based on the odds, I'm 75% to win, and you're 20%. Okay. Uh, you've got nine cards out there that can give you a winning hand. Uh, there are two cards that would result in a tie, the queens, that were not the queen of clubs. Um, and which, uh, you know, so you've got, you've got the other nine clubs out there that could give you right, right, a winning right, right. hand. Like I need that. Uh, I, just, yep. I just need one of the other 33 cards, 33 of them, Shane. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of cards. And, and, and what happens? Well, I get my club. I get my river club, uh, better than a German night disco on the Danube. My club on the river is one that won me that, uh, that that head to head tournament. One you well, one you the the, the match. I, the match. I won't, no, I won't yeah, no, I didn't win the, the tournament yet. Didn't win the whole tournament. That's correct. Uh, but yeah, so you get runner runner clubs to hit a flush, and I'm done. And um, like I said, I don't think this is this is not bad poker. That's that's certainly fine. It's just this is something that I think is indicative of the way that that these online poker games tend to go sometimes, right? Oh, yeah. If there's something out there to be had, somebody probably has it. It is, and it's. I felt bad. I always feel bad, but then again, it happens to me quite a bit too. So it's just, yeah, like you said, one of those things. Miles, I apologize to you formally. I feel like this is a situation where, on match point in a tennis match, somebody got a let cord and it, you know, it hit the net, bounced over. You had no chance to get it. Uh, so I put my hand up in a gentlemanly gesture of apology. Absolutely, and I think, uh, you know, next time. Shane, that you and I set up to rig a tournament, we should probably do a better job of seeding. Yeah, this was awful. I mean, we, we rigged it in, in our heads so that we would both be in the finals, and something went disastrously wrong in the process. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. So enough of talking about us. Let's move on to our next match, which was Sam Flo and Jim Lynch. Even Flo. Uh, yeah, Sam Flo, that's your theme song now. <laughs> Congrats. Uh, so Jim promised us a clocker special, and boy, did he deliver. An eight-hander. This is tying the record, first set in the uh, first round by Brian Lauer and Ryan Pomerantz. So it seemed to be pretty brutal, uh, Miles. Am I right about that? I think so. I think the decider in this one was Jim cracking Sam's aces. Um, that's a tough way to go, but uh, either way, Jim's going to stay alive. No, you're totally right. I, I do remember it now. Sam had pocket rockets, and, uh, and Jim beat him. That's the way it goes. Uh, all right, last matchup, Brian Leuer, as you've written it down in our notes, versus Damon the Lion Tamer Cherico. I like that. Absolutely. So did you watch this one, Shane? I don't think I did, no. Nor did I. I, I know Brian won, and that's about all I've got. Yeah, so we've got Brian and Jim advancing in the loser's bracket. They're going to play uh, in a third-round elimination special, uh, just like Anthony and I are on the other side of the loser's bracket. Uh, so both of those guys, Jim and Brian, they've been part of an eight, eight-hand matches do you think, Miles, that they can top that in their elimination match? Uh, expectations are quite high that this thing's going to be over in two to three hands. Yeah, certainly. You know, it's interesting. Both of these guys uh, have have a very good way about playing poker, but also I could see this one just being both of them agree we're going to shove on the first hand. Uh, I'm going to – the odds would say over, but I'm going to take the under. All right. I like it. I like it. I like it. 
Okay, let's move on to the winner's side. But first, Miles, I believe you've got a quick note from one of our sponsors. Absolutely. Harvey Weinstein. I'm going to be dead soon, so I'll sponsor anything. Thanks, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, now that's a tough one for me because, you know, Miles, I hate to sound like a, a dirty lib here, but I do have my problems with Harvey Weinstein. At the same time, uh, you and I, since we started this podcast, have had to deal with some pretty hard economic realities about how hard it is to get a sponsor. And so, you know, when he came calling, we said, uh, we, you know, we said, I guess we have to take it, right? Absolutely. I mean, he, he gave us a choice, but... You know, we recognize that's not really his M.O. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We just, you know, yeah. oh, boy, I'm, I'm going to stop there. OK. Uh, thank you, Harvey Weinstein. All right. For the winners matchups, we had a 10 over 2 upset, Miles, as Derek Bewey took down Lionel Pomerantz <laughs> or Lyle Pomerantz. That happens in only 32 hands. Uh, are you surprised, Miles? I'm not surprised. Derek's a very good player. Derek is, I agree, a great player. All right. Well, you know, that was a tough night for uh, for everyone there. But, you know, Derek, Derek's moving on to an all Canadian quarterfinal match. Yeah. OK. All right. Don Cherry, it is. So Derek's going to be playing Kyle Wasco who took down uh, the player we like to call the river monster, Chris O'Nile. Oh, good one. I like that. The O'Nile River. Yeah, that seemed like a back-and-forth matchup between those guys. Uh, it only lasted 57 hands, about 234 hands, fewer than Kyle's average. Miles, your thoughts? Uh, you know, it was interesting. I, I think that, uh, you know, Kyle's game, Kyle wants to get the blinds up to where they're about uh, 10,000, 15,000. <laughs> which is interesting because each party only has 5,000 chips. Um, but Chris was able to, to force him all in before that. Unfortunately, it just didn't go Chris's way. Yeah, Kyle's like the UVA basketball of poker. Uh, he just wants to slow things down and make it so that really the only thing that matters is the final minute. So, like, yeah, if he can get the blinds up to 5,000 each, then it all comes down to a coin flip, and that is his, you know, he loves that. He loves that territory. Absolutely. He's got his toonies. He's got his loonies. Um, I, I think Tribloonies is the $3 coin in Canada. He's got yeah, it all. He's, he's got his coins. Him. He's got all his coins. Yeah, uh, and he's going he's gonna to need them all because he's going to be playing Derek in a very tough quarter, a de facto quarterfinal, right? Each player has yep. to be beaten twice yep, yep, yep. at this point. Um, and with Lion Pomerantz is going to be playing Chris uh, <laughs> for an elimination there. So elsewhere we had Josh who took down the incredibly tough Joanna May Hodges Fay. I got lipstick stamps on my passport. Okay, uh, that was a slog. Uh, 99 hands. Uh, Joanna had played a total miles of uh, 189 hands in two matches so far. That's a lot of poker. It's almost as much as Kyle. Classic. Classic. So yeah, Joanna May Hodges face. She held up tough in a back and forth battle, but it was the Baylor and Husbear Josh Delaney coming out on top. Absolutely. So he'll move on uh, to face the winner of our next matchup and uh, actually... Joanna is going to be playing an elimination match against the loser of that matchup. And really, Shane, we've buried the lead here, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, look, look, the big story of the day, it's been the big, it's the big story of the tournament. For me, it's the biggest story of quarantine, uh, which is that Charles Starr, uh, known to all and sundry as Ugarls, um, on, uh, on the Slack, uh, he came in, 
just kind of sauntered in out of nowhere, you know, just a Johnny come lately type character. And he defeated our hero, uh, local legend, local boy made good, Jake Weinling. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. Miles, where did you get that clip from the Ali Frazier thing? Uh, I've had it stored in my pocket, Shane. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Just yeah, spr- anyway. sprinkling it around like magic dust. Yeah, like, listen, you can't bring it out. You can't. You can't bring it out too often. But uh, every once it. in a while, you know, when it's when it's apt. Uh, this was this was a shocker, Shane. He was our number one overall seed. Uh, Jacob was the clear favorite here, I thought, and uh, Jacob just got taken to the cleaners. Yeah, he did. I mean, you know, it, it, it's a surprise. It's a big surprise because Jake is, um, you know, he and I played uh, in a, just a normal tournament today, and we got down to the last two, and he cleaned my clock like he always does. He's a great poker player. So Charles really must have something special. I don't know if he's caught lightning in a bottle, if it's beginner's luck. Um, but Miles, like I said earlier, we teased it. I was lucky enough to sit down with him. Uh, he decided to, you know, he would come on the podcast. I went through his agent. Uh, his agent's a tough character. I'm, I'm not going to lie. He really um, he asked a lot of questions. He was pretty rude. Um, but, you know, when you have a talent like Charles Starr, you got to protect him. I get that. But anyway, we were able to get three minutes with him. It was a hard three. They said, go any longer than three minutes and you'll lose access to this guy forever. Are you uh, ready to listen to this, Miles? Let's, let's hear from the beast of Bay City, Starsky and Hutch. All right, I am delighted now to be joined by Charles Starr. Charles is new to our Slack, and he came in and he beat Jake Weinling in a head-to-head game. Really an unbelievable feat, and to think somebody that has the balls to do that must be a really colorful character. So, Charles, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. How are you feeling? Oh, all glory to God, Shane. All glory to God. I I don't even actually uh, believe, but I think there's a lot of evidence that if there's a God, he's shining on me. Well, you know, your your performance against Jake was really something. A lot of people thought he wouldn't lose the entire time. He'd run the table. Uh, did you feel intimidated at all uh, seeing him across the table from you? Look, a lot of respect, a lot of respect for Jake. But I knew if I just played my game and stuck to my strategy and persevered that uh, good things would happen. Now, looking back on the game, I know there's a lot of hands in there. Is there any hand you can pinpoint as saying, this was a really important turning point. This is when I kind of stood up and said, I'm here to play. Uh, you know what? It's the first hand. The first hand, the second hand, the third hand, the last hand. They all matter, Shane. Every hand matters. Well, is there anything at all specific from going through the whole match with Jake, something that you can remember that was kind of a, a critical uh, point? Uh, you know what? I would say uh, it's all in the preparation, Shane. Honestly, the game within the game is the game before the game. Charles, uh, I don't mean to be a jerk here, but uh, I am you know, somebody who works as a journalist, and I get this kind of answers all the time from athletes. I was kind of hoping, going back and forth with you, I might get something more than this. Uh, can you tell us anything about the way you performed against Jake that you know, might be substantive and, and specific? Uh, I mean, I just played cards, man. I, uh, I, I saw what I had. I saw what he was betting and I played to win. All right. Um, what can I possibly ask you to, to elicit a little bit more? Uh, when you won, uh, what was it like? What was the feeling like? Did you talk with Jake at all? Uh, knowing you had beat someone so good, did, did you feel triumphant? 
Uh, you know, he, we are all professionals, you know, he said, nice hand. He said, good game. I said it back and, uh, you know, I closed the app, you know, my phone was overheating a little. So I closed the app and, uh, I went into the slack and I just reported the win, you know, act like you've been there. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Charles. Okay. A lot of people don't know you in the slack. Can you give us some, um, a little bit of color about who you are? Uh, what do you like to do for a hobby? Anything kind of. Anything I can take back here? Um, I don't know. I like being online and I like playing poker. And uh, I don't know. I'm just a regular guy like anyone else. Jesus Christ. This is the worst fucking interview I've ever done. And I interview professional golfers. Can you give me anything? Last question. Charles, just say something I can take back so that I don't look like an asshole when I run this interview. Ah, uh, thanks. Thanks for having me on, man. Fuck. Absolutely riveting discussion, Shane. Yeah, thank you. Like I said, good good to get him. Uh, thanks a lot to Charles, to his agent, and again, congratulations on uh, monumental victory. Absolutely. Uh, I'd like to move on to our mailbag questions, but first, another note from our sponsors. The Houston Texans, Galveston-based best beer salesman, the Houston Texans. Okay, good stuff. Um, oh, yeah, so we have, we have mailbag questions, Miles. Um, Let's see. I, there's one. There's one directed at me. I suppose you should ask it here. It's sure. One, yeah. uh, this is this question comes from Joanna May Hodges Fay. Mm -hmm. Shane, if you could have the tail of any animal, what animal's tail would you have? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, you know, you think like, okay, I could have an alligator tail. It's hard leather. It'd be a great weapon uh, in a lot of situations. A lot of sort of the bad things that have happened to me. Uh, in my life, uh, being attacked from behind on city streets. A lot of that wouldn't have happened if I had a big alligator tail to swing back and forth. So that's one. Um, you got a horse's tail, um, that, you know, it's, you know, you swish it back and forth. It's elegant. It's made it's wispy. Of, it's twisty. It's what'd you say? Wispy. Yes. Yeah. Very wispy, very kind of a fine, nice thing to touch. But I think in the end miles, I'm going to choose a pig's tail um, because I, I'm like, there's a little piggy, you know what I mean? I go around, I snorting, eating. Yeah, this is, I'm just a pig, and um, that's how I identify. And so, look, if you're going to be a piggy, you might as well have a piggy tail, right? That's fine. I totally understand that, Shane. <laughs> All right, um, let's see. Let's see. Kyle Wasco. I, I couldn't tell if you were owning him by mispronouncing his name earlier or if it it's, was. It's a, well, Derek, Derek Dewey uses a hard U. Do you think Kyle uses a hard A, a Wasco? Wasco? Um, yeah, he could. He could. Um, so I'll call him Wasco. Uh, how do you stay sharp? He says to, to you, directed to you, Miles, how do you stay sharp now that you've been, all caps, brutally eliminated? Hand stretches, knocking 50 cards onto the ground and rapidly trying to determine what's left in the deck. Jared Leto-esque 12-day silent retreat. The people want to know. Absolutely, Shane. Uh, and I'll tell you what I did. Uh, after my defeat uh, to eliminate me from this, I took up alcohol. Mm. And uh, I, went, I went down to the local store, Plaza 21 Liquors, uh, and I bought a, a little jar of Luxardo cherries. And Shane, these are wonderful. These aren't even a sponsor. I just feel feel the need to plug these guys. Uh, I threw them in a, a maple bourbon old-fashioned, and I got absolutely blitzed, Shane. Wow, that sounds really good. And, you know, look, these are hard times. And I, I don't use the word hero loosely, but you're very brave for what you did to adjust to these difficult, you know, these difficult times we're in. And um, 
you know, I on my hero list, I've got you at the top and pretty much all the troops underneath you. Just like it always is, Shane. <laughs> uh, Chris asks, who would win in a fight, a kangaroo or a chimpanzee? Well, this one's easy, Shane. Uh, a chimpanzee. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I don't. I don't see. Okay. How, I don't see how a kangaroo gets past him. Yeah, perfect. Any other questions? Anything you you want to talk about, Shane? Well, Brian uh, asks, why does Spike only appear during a quarantine? And I can answer that, Brian. It's because Spike, unfortunately, um, has come down with coronavirus, and uh, I know it's not something to joke about in these times. Um, but he has whined about his mild cold so long on GChat that I think it can only be Corona at this point. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's why Spike's here, because he needs to find some ways to spend his final hours, and he's chosen online poker. What an upright citizen he is. <laughs> and then last, Trevor Thomas asks, and this is a good one for you, Miles, how drunk is too drunk when playing head-to-head poker? Well, I'll tell you, you know, this this reminds me of uh, a question that we had last time. I believe it was also from Trevor asking what the ideal amount of alcohol to consume is. Uh, we, we noted that Joanna May Hodges phase win came uh, with a bottle to a bottle and a half of wine. Uh, I'll tell you, the other night uh, when I was was relieving my uh, senses with four old fashions and a Guinness, mm-hmm. I got my ass beat. Uh, and so Shane, I would tell you that's too much. There you go. Uh, so we, we have four old fashions and a Guinness. That's the line. Uh, at some- and, and I think this ass beating Shane, I think this was a, uh, I was playing, I think it was head to head against Sam Flo, mm-hmm. and I was up something like 40,000 to 2000 oh, and, uh, yeah, and, and right. Shane or uh, Sam came back in that one and just, uh, owned me. I do think the the app is rigged. I've started to believe it because anytime someone's at like a hundred ships, it's only a matter of time before they get to four thousand. Like they just start getting pocket kings uh, over and over again. Um, Miles, I do actually have a question for you. Um, sure. A little bit of a curveball for you. Looking at the folks who are still around in this tournament, um, and I'll answer this too. Uh, of everybody in there, who do you not want to see win, and why? Oh, okay. Uh, the player, I. I- most don't want to see win. And, and what I'm going to do, Shane, just, just, uh, I'm going to look at the winner's bracket because those guys still have to get beat twice. Yeah. Uh, but the guy that I want to see not win is Kyle Wasco. That's good. He's, he's, he's just too tall. Yeah. You don't want to see the tallest guy win. I mean, cause then, you know, it, it sets a bad precedent. Don't you think? Absolutely. And I think, you know, it starts to make you wonder, does he have an advantage over everyone else? Can he look down and see their cards from the top? I don't know, Shane. Yeah, he might be able to do that. Even online, I think if you if you look at your computer from a certain angle, uh, you can start to see the tips of other cards. And it's just not fair. Um, yeah. My, my answer is a little bit different. I'm going to go with Charles Starr. Um, he seems like a good guy. And again, I appreciate him coming on the show, but he like, he's a newcomer. He's a newcomer to the slack. I don't think he's paid his dues. I don't want to see a newbie walk in here and, and run away with it in the future. Great. If he wins. Awesome. Not this time. Not, not on our turf. Sure. Understandable. I think these are reasonable answers, Shane. Yeah. I mean, I guess we should probably just move on. Wait a second. Hold on. Oh, miles. It's weird. I just, I I just had a little hesitation. Uh, we don't usually disagree. Um, I just it just feels something feels off to me about the fact that you and I had different answers. Is it am I alone? Or am I crazy? No, that seems bizarre, Shane. Usually we've got a pretty good understanding of what the other's thinking, and this is a surprise. Do you want to go back and check the tape? 
Yeah, just to make sure, because it's just weird for us to be in disagreement. Yeah, let's let's do that. We, we always want to be confident. OK, so we'll go back. And the question again was, who do you not want to see? Who do you not want to see win the tournament? Sure. Right. Yep. OK, three, two, one. Fuck you, Derek. I don't want you to win. Wow, Shane. Hmm. Well, that's that interesting. Doesn't sound like. Huh. I, I felt like our conversation was rather different. And you know, it sounded like that to me, but again, the tape doesn't lie. Yeah. I, I, what, so what I heard, I don't know if this is the same you heard, but on replay, I heard, I heard that the consensus, at least from my end, was Derek, and that there was just silence after. Uh, and so basically, it was left as yes. The answer is that we don't want to see Derek win. Absolutely, I think that's unanimous. Okay, well, it's a shocker, but but rules are rules. Rules are rules. We always go to the replay, and uh, and that's it. All right, so um, what else do we have, Miles? Is that it? Uh, that's all I've got, Shane. I think we're about to get started with Lionel and uh, Chris, Ooh, and good. those guys are going to go at it in an elimination match. Uh, so without further ado, let's get to the poker. Boom. I like poker. Poker is poker. Poker. Hey, Miles, do you like poker too? I love it, Shane. Woo! This is the poker theme song. Poker, 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 poke, poke, poke my pokes, pokes my poke, pokers, poke, poker, that's poker. Go to hell, Derek. Go to hell, Derek. Yeah, you're the you're the one we don't like. Ooh, pokey poker, 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 poker. Get ready to scream. Boom, poke, poke. 